Praise God, this is the day the Lord has made, and we will continue to rejoice and be glad in this day. Just so thankful that you can join in with us on this morning. Amen. And if you have your Bibles, if you would go with me to the Word of God on this morning, we'll begin reading here in the book of St. Matthew, the Gospel according to St. Matthew in the 14th chapter. Now, here we find in this particular chapter of St. Matthew that we see the, the death of uh, John the Baptist as well, Jesus' healing of the sick and feeding uh, the hungry, and we also see Jesus walking on the water. So there are many events that took place here in the life of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. At this particular time, uh, many of these, all of these uh, accounts here are something that we should be mindful of as well. So as we begin reading here in St. Matthew chapter 14, beginning in verse 22. At straightway, Jesus constrained his disciples to get into the ship and to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up to a mountain apart to pray, and when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It's a spirit, and they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, Lord, save me. And immediately the scripture says, that Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore did thou doubt? And when they were coming to the ship, the wind ceased. Then they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying, Of a truth, thou art the Son of God. Well, praise God. Hallelujah. As we read this account this morning, this story is often ridiculed by, by unbelievers and and science uh, uh, says that, that God nor man can walk on water. Hallelujah. But as we read this chapter today, there is a sense in which we all need to, to learn to step out in faith and walk on water, now more so than ever before. Hallelujah. Yes. And in this account, Jesus seems to have a special purpose in sending his disciples uh, across the lake at this time. Jesus uh, knows all things. He is aware of all things. And no doubt, Jesus knew that the storm was brewing. But there was also a lesson here uh, that day for his disciples. And as we know that Jesus is a very unusual teacher, but he's also a masterful teacher, and he gives the test first and the lesson afterwards. And that is something that all of us need to understand. So again here, verse 24. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. Hallelujah. Contrary wind. The disciples had a threefold problem. Uh, the distance from the shore was about five miles. and They were in the middle of a problem, and there was no turning back from there. 
And as the scripture says, the direction of the wind was contrary. So we're, we have the disciples here in the ship. The wind is pounding the sea with an angry fist, and the disciples were looking into the mouth of a watery grave, and their backs were bent to their oars as they rowed. Their muscles were aching, and there were mountainous waves that were beating and lapping up against the boat as they rowed. The darkness of night was upon them because the Bible says it was the fourth night, uh, which was just after three o'clock in the morning. The shoreline is lost in the Stygian darkness and blackness of night. Well, as we look at the events that are taking place in our society today, many people are in that same position uh, Sickness and financial problems, temptations, icy winds is sending a chill to the souls of so many people, even the people of God. But God is still God, and God will always be faithful to his word. As we read here in verses 25 through verses 27, and in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It's a spirit, and they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, hallelujah, it is I, be not afraid. You see, the disciples saw Jesus in the midst of the storm. Jesus was undismayed and unafraid. But the disciples who were in the ship at that time were dismayed and they were afraid. But can you imagine seeing that kingly form that was wet with foam from head to toe walking on the sea? But again, as their hearts raced and pounded with fear and their adrenaline was flowing again, the Bible says, but Jesus straightway spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I, be not afraid. In other words, he was telling the disciples, people of God, don't be afraid, be of courage, because I am. Now, I want you to notice something here in this particular verse here. Uh, his declaration was this, be of good cheer. It is I. He said, I am. I am is the sacred name of deity. In which Jesus was saying to those disciples who, who had some concerns at that particular time, I was in existence when the world was without form and void, and it wasn't even a vapor yet. People of God, I want you to know all the storms and the winds and the waves must obey the master. There was a proclamation of the presence of Jesus here. He didn't say that I was or I will be, but Jesus, as you always know, Jesus, he's the Lord of the here and right now. He is contemporary Christ, and he is everything that you need him to be, no matter what's going on around you, whenever you need him to be that. I want you to know today that Jesus is the I am in the midst of every situation and circumstance you may encounter. 
Jesus is the I am in the midst of every storm in your life. And in fact, when you look at what's going on around you through eyes of faith, you'll understand that if there are negative situations going on in your life at this particular time, they are but the pavement that brings Jesus to you. Your storm is just a superhighway, people of God, to your victory if you will only trust in the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. God is good and is worthy of all of our praises this morning. Hallelujah. The Lord is all that you will ever need. Not only is he necessary, he is always more than enough. He is the God of abundance. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. If there are any of you that are artists and like to draw, you will know that he is the altogether lovely. If there's an architect listening to this message today, you will know that he is the chief cornerstone. If you work in a bank and are a banker, you'll know that he can be your hidden treasure. And if you are a baker, he is the living bread. And to every biologist and scientist, he is the life. Hallelujah. Yes, hallelujah. Yes, to every farmer, he is the Lord of the harvest. To the florist, he is the rose of Sharon, the lily of the valley, the bright and morning star. And to all of us men and women of God and preachers of God, he is the word of God. Hallelujah. Yes. But to every sinner, he is the lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. And to every born again believer in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. He is the son of the living God. He is our Lord, our Savior, and our Redeemer. Look here in verse 28 and verse 29. Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And Jesus said, come. And the scripture goes on to say, and when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. People of God, my beloved, people of faith, God's plan for you is to walk on water. Well, our Heavenly Father, God, and the Lord Jesus has designed all of us to be unsinkable sinners. But now Jesus gives us, if you will, by practical demonstrations and directions of how to walk on water. Yes. First of all, you need a vision. You just need to see Jesus. The Bible says again, verses 27 and 28, But straightway Jesus spoke unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. Peter answered and said unto him, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. People of God, no matter what situation and circumstance you may be going through, the key to faith is looking to Jesus. Peter was looking out. He saw everything that threatened to be over his head when he stepped out of the boat. But everything that Peter saw that would be over his head, he did not realize that it was already under Jesus' feet. In the book of St. John, chapter 16, verse 33, Jesus spoke these words. These things have I spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, 
but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Peter wanted to be victorious in Christ. He wanted that victory to be shared with those who were in the boat with him as well. But Peter's not out seeking a thrill. There was just something about the Lord Jesus Christ that drew the heart of Peter to him like a magnet. And Peter wanted to share that victory with his Lord. Number two, we need to listen to the master's voice. We have to hear Jesus, people of God. Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. Again, and he said, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Take note here. Peter did not come down out of the ship and began to walk on the water until he was ordered to do so by the Lord. So many times in our lives we run ahead of God or, or we run behind him, but it's, it is very necessary for us to remember the commands of Jesus. Why do I say that? I say that because God will not sustain you in any adventure that he has not ordered, but he will sustain you in every situation he has ordered for your life. In every command that God gives is a promise that's backed up by his oath. You see, people of God, faith is rooted in the word of God and the will of God. And faith is stepping out on the promises and commands of what God has already said. So when you look at it this way, Peter was not really walking on the water. Peter was really walking on the word of God. So then there was the voyage. You must obey Jesus. And the Lord said, come. And when Peter came down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. In our everyday walk with the Lord, people of God, faith is venturing everything in God's faithfulness. Faith is committing yourself to the waves and believing that God will always see you through. In fact, if I could say this, if you will, faith is belief with legs on it. So whenever we venture out and do what Jesus wants us to do, we will always have victory. Verse 29 through 32, and he said, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately, the Bible says, Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said to him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And when they were coming to the ship, the wind ceased. But when Peter steps out, he's taking one step at a time. And as Peter begins to walk, he's in his mind, oh, this is wonderful, Lord. I thank you, Jesus. This is just an awesome experience I'm having with you, Lord. And suddenly, as Peter is walking, an unkind wave slaps him in the face. And he hears the winds howling and the roaring of the sea. 
Well, a man can't walk on water. That's impossible. And he was right. Because you see, when we take our eyes off the Lord and put them on self, when we take our eyes off the Lord and put them on our circumstances and others, you will begin to sink. Suppose you do have a sinking spell. But because you are in the master's will and in his plan and in his hands, you will never drown. Hallelujah. Why is that so? Because Jesus is our head. How can a man drown with his head above water? Well, it's better to walk by faith a little way and falter than to live in complete untrust. Your faith need not fail. But if it does, our Lord will never fail you. Why is that so? Because the Bible tells us in Psalms chapter 31, excuse me, uh, the Bible tells us in Psalm chapter 37, verse 23, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delighteth in his way. So then how did Peter get back in the boat? Well, either he walked back or he came in the arms of Jesus. But either way, what's so bad about that, people of God? I want you to know today that you are safer on the waves with Jesus than you are in any boat without him. Hallelujah. So the scripture says, And when they came into the ship, the wind ceased. Then they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying, Of a truth, thou art the Son of God. All of this brought about worship for our Lord. People of God, storms are inevitable. But even in those times, I want you to know, just trust God. Here we find that Peter is making his way back to the boat. And as he was making his way back to the boat, perhaps he was singing, through it all, through it all. I've learned to trust in Jesus through it all. Hallelujah. So I have a question to you today, beloveds. What is there in your life that cannot be explained? Anybody can stay in the safety and security and monotony of the boat. So as I conclude, let me recap. Peter started to Jesus by faith, and he walked on the water. Then he saw a storm, and he had second thoughts that led to doubt that caused him to turn back, that brought about failure, and he began to sink. Then he did the right thing. He prayed. And he said, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him. You see, Peter made contact with Jesus by faith. You don't know by now, people of God, these are unprecedented times. These are turbulent times. The prince of the power of the air is driving humanity in a frenzy. The hour is dark with unbelief. The winds of false doctrine are blowing strong. The frail boat of human achievement is being buffeted as never before. But it is our job as saints of God, as believers, to not get caught up in future events or any of Satan's tactics that distract us from the main thing. We need to be careful that we do not allow him to, to distract us from the main thing. What is the main thing, you might say, Pastor? 
The main thing is having faith in God. The main faith is walking by faith, not by sight. The main thing is knowing in whom you believe and the Lord's presence is the answer to your storms of life. Now, Peter was not testing Jesus because that is something that we are told not to do. Instead, he was the only one in the boat to react to the Lord in faith. And his impulsive request and desire led him to experience a rather unusual demonstration of God's power. Peter started to sink because he took his eyes off of Jesus and focused on the high waves around him. And his faith failed. It wavered when he realized what he was doing. Well, we may not walk on water, but all of us do work through tough and negative situations in our lives. But if we focus on the waves of difficult circumstances around us without looking to Jesus for help, we too may despair and sink. So in order for you to maintain your faith when situations are difficult, keep your eyes on the Lord's power rather than on your inadequacies. And although all of us start out with good intentions, people of God, sometimes our faith does falter. That doesn't necessarily mean we have failed. And when Peter's faith faltered, he reached out to the Lord, the only one who could help. He was afraid, but he still looked to the Lord. When you, people of God, are apprehensive about the troubles that you're confronted with or in doubt, Christ's presence or ability to help, you must remember that he is the only one that can help. Well, praise God. We thank God for his word today. We give him all the glory, the honor, and the praise. We want you to be blessed in all that you do. Know that the Lord is your ever-abiding presence. He's always with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. He will be with you always till the end of the earth. Praise God. God bless you. We thank you for joining us for service today. Before we leave, we would like to give you the opportunity to know Jesus. It's as simple as ABC. I accept God and I acknowledge the sins in my life. I believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sins and I commit my life to you. If you said that simple prayer, we believe that you've been born again. Welcome to the family. Giving is a part of your worship. Giving is a reflection of the love that you have for God. Father, God bless all that are giving today. Thank you for their generosity and for answering their prayers. Thank you.